Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host and I have an unbelievably awesome guest on the show today. You guys seriously need to get out a a, a pad of paper and a pen and get ready to take some notes because this woman is amazing. So I'm not even going to talk about her. I'm going to let her talk about her. So welcome, my friend, Judy Fox to the show. Judy, welcome. Hello. So excited to be here. I can't, I like, seriously, I told you I drove back from Detroit last night. I didn't even sleep. I, I, I'm excited. What? I mean, a little bit, a little bit. You're like, you know, I met you, we met out at Tamara Thompson's event in San Diego. Um, I learned that you are the LinkedIn Fox, mm -hmm. right? That, yes. that has to be a play on your name. Slight <laughs> play on the name. <laughs> I love it. You wore those ears everywhere. And, and They're I, great for events, honestly, because <laughs> then people can look across the room and they can see you. So right. yeah. I love it. I I, I, <laughs> I I won't copy you, but I, I envy that. I wish I had like I could put some walls. No, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but, but so so Judy, I you know, I know that you are um I mean you're an influencer on LinkedIn. I'm sure you're an influencer on other platforms as well, but um, you know, I, I created this show, it's been a couple of years now, um, and, and it was to give back, to help people have a breakthrough, because look, we breakthrough all, wall? well, <laughs> walls. My, my wife came up with the name of the show, right? Nice. She's smarter than I am. So, um, so it was really to help people get unstuck because we all hit those places in life where you're like, ah. I can't, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> it's all going down, you know? And, <laughs> and so it's to, to help people get through that, you know? So, so why don't we talk about where first, where you were born and raised and where you are now? I was actually born in Pennsylvania, but I was mostly raised here in Richmond, Virginia. So that's why I don't have a super Southern accent, but <laughs> that was me just throwing on the drawl or something. But I, I just have a little bit of a neutral accent because I've lived in a bunch of places. I've lived in California. I've lived in Germany. I've lived in London. I've lived in Chicago. It's like 15 places I've lived now. So, wow. What part yeah. of PA are you from? Pittsburgh. Are you? Go Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> are you a Steelers yeah. fan? I am just not much of a sports fan. I but if if the Steelers are playing, I will root for them. So That's if, awesome. Yes. So yes, I will root for Pittsburgh in general. So yeah, awesome. <laughs> That's where my mother in law is from. So oh, good. I love Pittsburgh. So so you um, you grew up for the most part in Richmond, mm -hmm. um, and. I'm, were you born with fox ears or? No, my maiden name or my previous name was Wasilewski. So wow, <laughs> that would be a lot different to do branding. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So you, so you went to like high school in Richmond and all that, yeah. right? Yeah. And then I went to college at Virginia Tech. I studied okay. chemical engineering and I started, my very first job was at a petroleum refinery. I was climbing distillation towers. I was 
tank inspections, all of the very hands-on chemical engineering slash environmental engineering work that I did. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> wow. That, that just took a turn I wasn't expecting. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that. I so, think because I, I started school at college and I had to pick my major in 1994. Yeah. So a lot of people don't look back to 1994. And back then I remember going to the library and also my dad is an engineer. And I remember thinking, I don't know what career path is even available because our options back then were either what you knew yep. or what you were exposed to, or you met somebody and you could see what they were doing and go, oh, I could do that. Yeah. So actually my dad had taken me to work and I had met somebody and I could kind of see myself in what she was doing after I talked with her as a 17 year old. And I ended up picking chemical engineering because of that. So, and wow. it wasn't because I just didn't know what other options there were. And the other thing that I knew about engineering, I've always had that like to break stuff down, not necessarily take pieces and equipment apart. And I think that's why it was chemical engineering, but I like to take concepts that you can't really, you have to visualize chemicals. You can't grab molecules. I mean, you can try to create a little molecule diagram, but you kind of, I like taking stuff and breaking it down and seeing the unseen, if that wow. makes sense. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it makes sense. Yes, but it doesn't excite me. <laughs> like, chem I, I, like chemistry, I hated chemistry in high school. <laughs> to me, it was always a formula. So I didn't like chemistry. I liked that everything was a formula wow. and that I could just plug and play. And that's how I see content. That's how I see social media. That's how I see LinkedIn. That's how I see organizational behavior. Everything that I've studied since, and then I was telling you I got my master's, it was like an MBA slash master's in sustainability and environmental management. So with that together, you would think, okay, relationships are not formulas, but in some way, being on social media kind of is. You do X and then Y happens and equals Z. <laughs> That's right. You're right. You're right. And so, sales so, feel that way. So many things feel that way to me. But that's my you, personality. You, you, and and I know you have a like you have. Don't you have two master's degrees, or just is it one? It's just one. Yeah, it's kind of like a joint one with a, a focus on environmental, mostly sustainability. But it went through economics and organizational behavior and all types of um, MBA type of programs. Right. So, so what you do for a living is exactly that. <laughs> Uh, no, obviously not exactly that anymore. Right. I, right. I think elements of what the education and also just being in the business world for 18 years and understanding that a huge part of doing business is relationships, connections, perception, negotiation. And when you start to real and being able to you know, be on video or do public speaking or express yourself. If you can get a concept across to your boss and campaign for something within your company, that's powerful. Even in small 
ways or meetings just to get a new piece of equipment installed or to hire a contractor or to outsource something or to petition your boss and say, hey, we need more employee support because X, Y, Z, you always have to be able to do that throughout your entire career as you work your way up the chain of command in either corporate or small business or I can't so, think of anywhere that you don't have to have these skills and they translate across almost any industry. Even if you're pushing paper across a desk, you still right. have to convince your job or convince your boss sometimes that you deserve to still have a position and not to eliminate your position. <laughs> right, right. So you came out of uh, you you came out of college with a bachelor's degree. You yeah. immediately went to work in the chemist chem, chemical engineering world kind of I ended up mostly in project management and then oh. I ended up I would say very quickly I ended up going up the management ladder to director and just basically taking that path into the corporate office. So I was so you, out you in worked in a company. about two years. So. You worked for a company though. Yes. I, yeah. okay. I worked for fortune 500 companies for 18 years. So over the course, I ended up doing projects with companies like Tesla. I've worked with Kraft. I've worked with so United Gee. States Gypsum was a huge company that I worked for for a while, making sheetrock. So manufacturing, it, oh, stovetop stuffing. I was out at stovetop stuffing plants. I mean, it's such a random <laughs> field, but so many of these businesses need to stay in compliance, need yeah. sustainable practices that can be implemented for environmental health and safety. Right. And that is the field that I focused on. So, <clears throat> Wow. So you, I'm, I'm trying to think, so you, you, as you went through all of this and, Thank and you. again, this is, this, he, why did you take your ears off? I don't know. I'm just feeling like I'm so serious. And then the I, ear. I love it. No, <laughs> okay. like, like that was that, like, honestly, that was like, I, when I first met you in San Diego and I saw, well, I didn't meet you until, you know, we were walking, I think outside to that party thing, but. I saw the ears and I kept going, I kept, I just remember I kept looking over and going, why is that chick wearing those ears? Is it her birthday? Is it <laughs> like, is there something that the rest of us don't know? But it drew, <laughs> it drew but it drew the attention. And that's what marketing is, is getting attention, right? Well, so, I just taking them off got your attention. <laughs> I know. I was, I, it upset me for a second, but like, so you, you, as you went through all of this, again, this is called breakthrough walls, right? So mm -hmm. it's, it's, did you hit any bumps along the way, like in college or, or like that were like, oh God, we're not getting through this or like, what, what are some of the, the things that you hit that you had to get through? I think the initial, I'm trying to think for the very first wall that I hit was when I received my first 360 degree survey. Have you experienced any of those? Or uh -uh. so the concept of the 360 degree is to get feedback from every, obviously 360. Yeah. And I was being elevated into, hey, we think she has C-suite potential in a corporation that I was working for, which is awesome to be kind of tapped on the shoulder out of a yeah. huge Fortune 500. And I ended up with a mentor who actually ended up becoming CEO of 
the company and it's wow. it was a very I think I look back now and appreciate how much they were supporting me, supporting my journey, lifting me up, recognizing the talent and what I had inside of me. They put me in front of the board of directors of, of again, these are some pretty big names and people in the industry. And I was pretty young in my career still. Right. And that 360 survey was before I was 30 years old. So I'm now in my 40s, but I was before 30. So I was around 28 years old. And that was probably one of the very first walls that I hit because it gave me some really good feedback, but it was hard to hear, like mm. so freaking hard to hear. And then the other thing that happened was that is when I realized way more than I ever did how you can just be perceived and visually that first impression. I experienced some really harsh feedback that I actually think was borderline uh, inappropriate because that's wow. what also made me realize that the working world still had some struggles with accepting people of different races, different colors, different nationalities, just difference because yeah. I was in the construction industry yeah, and they specifically wanted me to shift myself to, I mean, I literally was told I needed to change my makeup. I needed to change my hair. I needed to change my outward appearance to fit in more with a male dominated field to wow. get higher on the ladder. And I remember sitting there going, they said things like I was too pale. I was this, I, I mean, they literally were telling me <laughs> that I needed to go to a tanning bed or find no. better makeup. And, and I was sitting there taking what? all the feedback. Yeah, it was very interesting. And then they also said I needed to work on my tonation of my voice to lower it, to make it more male and assertive. And now that I've been, you know, the many more years I've had since then, I can understand that there was a way to express to me that perception does matter and that I could shift some things because yeah. I do think the way you end sentences can be either on an up note or a down note, more authoritative tone. But that the way they expressed it back then, back in whatever year that was. Yeah prior, I don't know, early 2000s, it was very, you just need to be more male. <laughs> and I was, my oh mind my. was like, like now, oh my God. And then I remember sitting down with HR and saying, would you tell somebody who had a different skin tone, they were too black, too yellow, too red, too <clears throat> what, like what color do we have to be? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So there, that was a pretty big eye-opening experience. So. That's insane. You could, yeah. there's no way you could ha do that today. No way. <sighs> that was rough. <laughs> oh my gosh. So did you, did you lower your voice? <laughs> you know what I ended up doing later on in life? <laughs> because I did recognize the power of communication. Sure. To broadcast your authority to... Yeah show up with a certain, I didn't change my voice, but I did take some coaching voice lessons at one point wow. because I wanted to figure out if there was something I was doing that was not serving me, that I just didn't know that I was doing. I was ending probably more 
uh, statements with a question mark. Instead of going down at the end, I was going up. Or certain things that you do that you just don't realize you're doing. What, 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 like what course? Did you take a class, a course? Did you? No, I'll give a big shout out to Melissa uh, Hurt, who had be, been somebody that I was connected to in high school. And I wow. reached out to her and she just happened to be launching or early on starting her voice work because she, that's the business that she started growing. So I that, I, I love, I absolutely love that. I love that idea. I've never, I've never even thought about that. Working on your T's, your P's, how do you like your S's like, like, because when we think about podcasting or talking yeah. and there's probably, I mean, I hope she's not cringing because at some point, you know, we, we only can work on something for so long or we let it go. And I think I did that work with her back in 2014 and it took me years to decide that that would serve me. And that's, what's interesting. It's not, I feel like so many people want to put pressure on other people, but I had to be ready to do that voice work and come from a place of really wanting to own it versus just somebody telling me I needed to talk more masculine. Like what it, that wasn't what I needed back then. And I that's where it. the sensitivity training of <laughs> diversity needed to have been a little bit stronger back then in that corporate office. And hopefully the, pain or, you know, I spoke up. I was not quiet. I got that feedback and I said, this is inappropriate. Did so, you say that? Yes. Cause I said, wow. cause that is different. There's a whole different way to say, let's work on your amplification of your voice. You're this, you're that. There's so yeah. many ways that we can express how somebody is showing up versus just bring one trait forward because it's something we see all the men in the C-suite have. You that, see what that I mean? Is absolutely insane. I can't even imagine. <laughs> That's see, I've never really, I, I've never had a, I didn't go to college and I've never, I've never been in a corporate environment like that. I mean, I, but if I, if somebody, I'd be like, can we go outside and talk about this? Cause I'm about to whoop somebody's ass right now. How about that? Yeah. So, like, but I can't even imagine. I cannot even imagine. So, so that's a big, that's a big like thing that, that occurred. And <clears throat> I'm sure at the moment you experienced like some kind of fear of, oh God, if I speak up, did did you have anything? Yeah. Or no, you were just like, nah, I'm attack mode now. I think there's some amazingness about being young. And I think that we discount young people sometimes, just age in general. I yeah. feel like you can eat any freaking age. And the yep. values you bring to the table and the spirit. And I feel like sometimes that innocence of not knowing any better. So I probably was very confident to step forward and say something and be very maybe assertive, aggressive, whatever you want to call it. But I kind of had like no fear because I just looked at that and I could just see it. And I yeah. also felt um, very confident throughout my career, especially because at some, you know, I val I graduated valedictorian from my um, my master's program. And I remember there was a period of time where they were using some of the work that I had done during my master's as examples for the next P 
people coming up in the next classes. And then they wow. even used me in all their brochures. I have like, people would be reading the newspaper in Chicago and they would open it up. And my picture was like a full page ad, like join this master's program. Here's Judy. Like I, my, my last name was Wasilewski at the time, but yeah. it's, it is a little crazy. And I don't know if I had a little big head back then, but these <laughs> years. <laughs> But back then I just felt so confident. I was like, if I need to find another job, I'll find another job. Like that is not how you're going to talk to me. Like, <laughs> I love that. That is, that is freaking awesome. Yeah. I, I would have flipped out. Personally. But I had to handle it professionally and I got advice before I just went and yeah. decided what I was going to say. I practiced a very well-crafted phrasing yeah. of what I should say to say that that was inappropriate. So I did not just fly off the handle. I was, I went home and was like, what the heck? Private. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I got coaching. That was one of the first times I really got good legal counsel and coaching for literally, these are the phrases you use. Oh my gosh. Because yeah. if you think about it, there's certain things that if an employee says to you, you can see that they're, and that's, they're, it's almost like the thing they gave me is the thing that made me realize, oh, I have to like approach this correctly or they're not going to hear it. They're just going to hear somebody who's upset. So threatening to beat their face in, <laughs> in the parking lot is not the appropriate response. Oh, no. if you want to make change happen, you do right. have to play by whatever kind of rules are out there right, and navigate right. it and you're honoring who you are while yeah. still trying to say, you know what, there's probably a better way to phrase that. Wow. Good for you. That's, that's <laughs> really impressive. Like so I, I, again, I'm, I, I'm just being real. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have handled it that well at all. No <laughs> way. It wouldn't have gone down that way. So good for you. My, my hat is literally off to you. So so when uh, along the way here, you have, um, I mean, you've got a pretty big brand. Um, I think I saw, I mean, we are, I have the honor and privilege of being friends with you on Facebook as well. And I saw a post, was it yesterday about you're on the cover of CEO, yeah. CEO magazine? I have like something? a huge board of like <laughs> oh my gosh we printed it out for the red carpet launch party so we got to have like a red carpet the news crews were there it was so much fun that is so awesome <laughs> so you're like you're really making some waves in the world i love that so we're along the way um and i'm sure that that wasn't the only job you've had working for a corporation i, I would imagine you yeah um, <clears throat> so you had some other jobs with companies along the way. Um, but now you own your own company. Yes. Right. And, and so at what point, because I, again, I've talked to, you know, I, I mean, I've been in sales for more than 30 years and, and, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that are like, I need a guaranteed salary and blah, blah. And I'm like, I, I don't even know what that feels like. Like, I, how's that feel? Like, I, like, you know what I mean? Like I, I, you know, um, so at what point did you go, I, I can't do this corporate crap anymore. I gotta, I gotta spread my ears and fly. <laughs> or, like when did that happen? 
It happened in the last, like, so in 2008, 2009, during the crisis, I was let go because my position mm. was, you know, there were just too many people working in the same, they, they were like, okay, can we have three people do what we currently have 10 people doing? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and I voluntarily offered to leave, which maybe some people would look at and be like, well, that's crazy. But I packed everything up in storage, rented out my townhouse, and then traveled for an entire year. So I went to countries like, I lived out of a van in New Zealand. Like I was still in this kind of world of, 2008, 2009, right in the crisis, I just was in a perfect position to kind of do that. I had saved money. I was, I just was able to do it. And then, wow. and so I didn't approach it like other people where, yes, I still was probably sad that I didn't have that job. I really, really loved working at that company and yeah. for the people I was working with, but it, it's just the timing. It was crazy how kind of good the timing turned out. And that's when I got active on LinkedIn. So during that year of traveling and living all these different places and going to all these foreign countries, I also learned that when you are networking and connecting, a really, really good way back then for me was LinkedIn. And so I started building my network on LinkedIn, connecting with professionals so I could just maybe have a couple contracts during the year because to me, doing the environmental work that I was doing for the last 10 plus years was not that hard because it was something I just knew how to do. And I reached out to some CEOs of small 10, 20, 30 sized people companies. And during the crisis, what would happen is they would just need to pull somebody in for a quick project that maybe had the exact expertise that would help them win that contract. Mm. So that's how I ended up working for some smaller environmental consulting firms and just would put my CV together, started networking, meeting up at coffee shops, getting in with the CEOs through networking. And that was all the contracts were built. And all they had to do was pull the trigger whenever they got a, and they would reach out and call me and say, hey, we got a $30,000 contract and here XYZ. So wow. it was pretty amazing because I didn't really, it was like a balance. Like I was like, well, this is freaking awesome. And my pipeline is filled because I put all the pieces out there, built it out. And then all I had to do in a way was not worry and just kind of wait to see if something would come through. Like now, <laughs> all my this, fishing lines were out. <laughs> so, but is this like all the all the time that, like you were in New Zealand doing this, or you came? I was back? in Germany. I was what? yeah. I was. I just didn't tell anybody. I just I didn't change where I lived. I said I still lived in Virginia. Yeah. And that's what I would do. And anytime I came back to the U.S., I would just make a list of, okay, I know this person lives in Pittsburgh, and I would reach out and say, hey, can you meet me at this coffee shop on this? part of the drive. And so I've, I've literally just always done that. It's wow. something that networking and I used to listen to the national speakers association on like books on yeah. tape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I've always been really like my shelves are covered by like Peter Drucker and I don't know, like any kind of management negotiation yeah. leadership. Those are just books I loved reading. So that's incredible. So, so you became a, um, 
via baptism by fire uh, by your own choice by the way right like you, yeah, you it was chose by my it. own choice and it was crazy right. how i never thought i would have my own company i just assumed that was like a gap year yeah so the whole energy behind this was always to get another corporate job because wow. i was not looking to I think that's why that had a certain vibe and a certain energy around it because I was, yeah. I was relaxed. I was, I was just saying, okay, if my goal is to get a full-time job, right. the best way, it's almost like I'm doing little intern projects for yeah. the CEOs or these companies. It's either going to show no gap on my resume, right. number one, and then number two, I'm able to use these and say, you're a great recommendation and referral, right? Like yeah. it just, it all just kind of clicked. And I said, okay, step one, step two, step three. And that's, again, I, it's like a formula in my head. I just created a formula. Wow. That's that. So, <clears throat> wow. That's insane. Like, no, I mean, yes, people, people figure out how to get through stuff. Right. But like, you took it to a different level, like, and you figured out how to market yourself and your services and, and on LinkedIn. And, yeah. and that's through something DMs, not through making content. It was all uh, through the direct messages. Okay. And so I know you teach some courses, you do some coaching, you have, uh, do you do groups or do you do one-on-one or how, how do you do it? I have one-on-one -on -one and I have a group and then okay. I have a VIP service that is done for you. So I okay. do have that too. So with LinkedIn and, and is that your primary focus or do you focus on other? That things? is all that I do now. All I do is LinkedIn. what I call my LinkedIn business accelerator method okay. and I can implement it and get results for my clients. So I just implement the same thing over and over. And it's based on very sustainable business practices that have all wow. been culminated from all of this activity throughout all these years to lead into like, business what actually gets business what are the right. actions that it's like everyone gets a capital credit card and yeah. you're able to kind of swipe it for social capital what do you, how do you get recommendations what does that look like and how do you not lose that capital credit how do you how do you basically not annoy your audience and push them away but right. still be assertive and so people like I was listening to a podcast this morning talking about sales and it was talking about scarcity and, you know, the different mindsets of limited time, scarcity, urgency yeah. in making a decision. Well, there's ways you can do that where you literally make somebody feel like they will never want to buy from you ever again yep. <laughs> because right. you've pushed them so hard and there's a way to push somebody with kindness and there's a way to have scarcity that's real and authentic yeah. scarcity and we can smell fake scarcity from a mile away amen i, I and i like I, look i i i'm all about marketing via dms mm -hmm. however there are some people that need to like stop like for real yeah. i i mean i and i i mean i on this happens on facebook quite often to me but like i'll 
get a DM. Like I got a DM the other day from a guy that I've been like, ignore, and he's like, Hey, I set up a GoFundMe link for my, my big project. If you, I'm like, all right, dude, you're blocked. Like I just couldn't take it anymore. Right. So there, there is a right way and a wrong way is what you're saying. And, yeah. and, and you're teaching the right way. It sounds like. So the, what do you think in your opinion, what are the maybe two or three biggest mistakes that people are making to market their business on? And I don't want you to give away all your secrets, obviously, but I what think are, I could probably give them all away and still, and they still would mess all it about up. action, right? Taking right, yeah. action. So what are the biggest mistakes people are making trying to market themselves on, we'll say LinkedIn, but social media in general, in your opinion? I think the first mistake every single person seems to be making is just thinking about themselves first. Mm. And if you come in with thinking about yourself first, you're not actually spending time finding out what your audience wants you to talk about, what your ideal client wants you to talk about. You're not spending any time giving and you think you are like i noticed that most people when they start that way they they don't come at that from a negative place they're actually really wanting to serve their audience they their hearts are so many times i want to create content that is going to give other people value right but they're not spending any time checking out what that looks like for their audience and right. they do it's like Instead of thinking about it as scrolling, you're doing research. Mm -hmm. And then what does research look like? Research has steps. I'm a step-by-step -step process person, obviously, with my engineering background. <laughs> right. So research looks like sitting down, knowing the questions you want to pay attention to, and then going out online and being curious, mm. not thinking first, I need to create a content calendar. I need a social media manager. I need to just talk, 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 talk. Right. That's not listening. Amen. I couldn't agree more. You're right. Go listen first and then have moments in your business where you go back out and listen. And that is where you will actually feed into more results because there are also activities that you can do. And I loved how somebody posted about what releases oxytocin, that love hormone yeah. on social media. And I'm like, Oh, that's, it's like almost like, like a little scary that you could <laughs> lean into an oxytocin releasing strategy, the way you show up, the way you support, as long as you sit down and say, those activities really are the things that I would naturally do. And then right. honor your, you and how you would do them. Right. But just even sitting down and reading that kind of list or thinking about that energy of how do you show love and get love. And that's a whole different vibe and energy versus I just need their attention. Right. Right. I, I think, you know, and, and I think you're nailing it. It comes, it's like, what is coming from your heart? You know, I, I, I preach that a lot. Like, like quit making social media all about you. It's about everyone. It's social is the key mm -hmm. word, like social, you know, and, and I think that's what you're saying. Yeah. How do you relate to the people who need your help? Because relating to somebody is actually the thing that's going to make them feel seen and heard. Yeah. And it's probably going to be the thing that helps get them the transformation. I, it's not more information that we all need. We need transformation. Yeah. Well, and I, before we jumped on, I said, there's so much noise 
There's so much noise. We kind of talked about that a little bit and, and people need to learn how to just get through all of that noise and find their, their own swing, so to speak. Well, and that's where the research helps because I have found peace inside of myself to limit the amount of voices that I consume and trust. Yeah. And I don't, I used to probably listen to way more podcasts, way more voices, way more things. And yeah. what I did in July was I shut down every single voice and only listened to one. And that actually changed everything. So for about three months, I consumed only one voice as someone that I would structure or think about or follow their tips, follow their advice. Because right. what's interesting, just pick one. At a minimum, for a, one month, one voice, one month, you will yeah. follow what they say. You will take their tips. You can listen to other voices. Right. Don't try to implement everything that somebody's telling you to do. Right. And I, it's almost like just pick one. And, you know, you could pick you. You could pick me. You could pick anybody. It doesn't, it almost at this point doesn't matter. But at a minimum, that will give you some amount of base to say, okay, I picked that person's voice that worked. These are the things that worked. But a lot of people are just listening so much and then they're not implementing and then they're overwhelmed with what to implement. I, I, I again, totally agree. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> wow. Pardon me. <laughs> so the, you know, the, and again, like maybe you agree with this, maybe not. I don't know, but I think that there are people who are I'll say this is going to sound bad, but there's information, there's information addicts, conference addicts. Like they, they show up to a, a new conference once a month, every two weeks, whatever. And they're going to go hear Judy Fox speak. They're going to hear Ken Walls speak. They're going to go hear Grant Cardone speak. They're going to hear Tony Robbins. They're going to hear, and they go to all these conferences, but then there's a, there's a very, very key element that, that they're missing. <laughs> Do you know what that is? Implementation. Implementation. Yeah. Action. Yes. So, so I, I've had people, I'm sure you have like where you're coaching someone and, and they go, well, I, I agree with that, but I I'm also talking to so-and-so and they said to do it this way. And it's like, oh my God, like how many people are coaching you at one time? Well, and there's two more things to that is, you know, I have nothing. I love the big names. I love, I have them on my shelves. Yeah. I have their advice all yeah. over my, my world. Yeah. But here's the other thing. I don't look at every person that I'm following and think I, there are some people that I say, I would not want your lifestyle right. and that is okay. Right. I, right. I don't, there are certain things and I, I don't even need to necessarily explain, but for example, I don't want to travel a ton. Right. I, I like traveling. I don't hate it. I just don't want to travel a ton. Yeah. And what does that look like for me? And what does travel look like for me? And that's where I start stepping back. And I ended up specifically picking a voice that when I could see from the outside, looking in a lifestyle that fit me better, right? A business model that I actually could see myself running. And I think that's the difference because if if I wanted to build an agency, there would be somebody I would follow. If I wanted to build uh, 
online evergreen courses, yeah. then then pick that person with a lifestyle, like what you can see right. from the outside looking in or get to know the person or, you know, and like there are certain things you can figure out. Yeah. But I feel like there was somebody who posted on LinkedIn and said, LinkedIn doesn't work. I post uh, something and I get tons of engagement. And then I post something again and I get no engagement. And so it's up and down and there's no consistency. Well, what I find is it's very consistent. Right. But I'm not implementing Gary Vaynerchuk's advice, for example. And this person very specifically said they were implementing Gary's advice. And I, she said, from a very curious, kind standpoint, she said, okay, but what you're telling me is not what Gary's telling me. And I said, so here's the reason. I, he has an audience of 3.7 million right. hot leads of people who are dying to jump on and be an early commenter on his posts on LinkedIn. Yep. That's just the facts. They want to be seen by him. So being an early commenter means on Gary Vaynerchuk's posts, he has people like scrambling over themselves to be at the top spot of commenting on LinkedIn. If you want to build an audience that is scrambling over themselves to be a top commenter, that's a whole different strategy than what Gary can teach now from a hot lead audience. Truly, 1000% uh, correct. I, I totally agree. Getting a and weird thing on my face. I'm really <laughs> Hey, the sun's out. That's good. That's good. You know, I think that, that, um, and, and you're right. So a lot of people are following people like Gary V Gary V follows. And I love me. a lot of his advice. <laughs> I, I do too. I love the guy. You know, I, I talked about this recently that Gary follows me on Twitter and, and, and it's like, like, that's awesome. But like, you know how that happened? He was on yeah. a live stream and he said, Hey, if you buy my book uh, or a certain amount or whatever, I'll follow you or what. And so I did. And he did. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, like wow. <laughs> like it just took a little bit of money. But like when it comes to um, because I know you also work with corporations or companies, right? Like a lot of lot of businesses. So when it comes to a person wanting to uh, like say, for example, if I wanted to use LinkedIn to reach five more clients a month. Mm -hmm. Um, what would be the first step? I mean, is it just like, Hey, cold, like, cause I get those messages and they annoy the crap out of me. Like, dude, stop freaking. Like I, you send me a link now. Like I, I look, I, before I accept somebody on LinkedIn, I go look at their profile yeah. and I'm like, Oh, they're in PHP and web development. So they're going to hit me up and ask. I know that I already know how it's going to go. And Tom Smith, come on, dude. You're, you're like, you know what I mean? So there's a lot yeah. of that noise out there. How, what's the first step that somebody should take to go start building on LinkedIn? Be other focused, go out and find, if you wanted to fill your pipeline with five clients and you could literally list out their names or the company or whoever you want to get in front of, yeah. you could list those five people out because I believe in that human to human marketing. When I was working for these major companies and I was deciding who we could subcontract for a Tesla project, 
I'm just a human who wanted to find other good humans to work with. It right. was some, I get frustrated by the whole B2B, B2C. Like I'm, I am a gatekeeper at a company and I happen to be a human. <laughs> right. So that's right. why I feel like we get lost in these bigger concepts and we literally forget that there are gatekeepers at these companies in procurement, in process uh, management, in project right. management. And when I was running a project, I had the ability to send out requests for proposals. Yes, some of them I had to just naturally send out or put it out into the world, but I could sometimes cherry pick and say, I want you to get in front of this. It doesn't mean you're going to win it. I can't do that. Right. I can right. at least make sure you have the paperwork. I can at least make sure you know it exists and there's a deadline. Because yep. sometimes isn't that what it's about? Just knowing there's an opportunity. Yep. So I think, um, again, starting out, if you list those five people, go check out. If they are active on LinkedIn, then go support their content because that's going to release that energy exchange of social capital yeah. but it's got to be a good comment it can't just be great post um there's thought leadership commenting and that is what i coach i don't just coach how to make a comment i coach how to be unforgettable in your comments and authentic i would assume yep. yeah and then you can turn your comment into a piece of content for yourself yeah so that's what's powerful you not only take the energy and time to create a comment that mm -hmm. is answering or engaging with something your ideal client wants you to talk about. Right. And if you can't find active people on LinkedIn, this is where I tell people and they get very confused at first, but I'm like, go find them on Twitter. If they're live streaming on Facebook, if I want you, if I want Ken as a client and he is live streaming and he has a show, well, then I'm going to give him a re review. I'm yeah. going to comment right now. I'm going to show up. I'm going to support him. I'm going to be just supportive. But if you weren't active on LinkedIn, then I would say, but I want you to be my client. It's still valuable to go check out what somebody is doing on other platforms. Amen. God, amen. Wow. But you can still find them on LinkedIn. That's the yeah. other thing. And they there's still value in following them on LinkedIn. We get notifications who's following us. Yeah. And I feel like not enough people are kind of leaning into that energy exchange of value by following first. And and you see that where somebody comes on to your your LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever, and and they go in and they'll like your last 30 posts. Yeah. <laughs> And, and then you're like, oh God, I know there's an instant message coming, <laughs> right? Like, like that's not what you teach, I'm, I'm sure. And, no, and it's like naturally being a fan of somebody is going out, liking and commenting on just a couple things, especially if you just follow them. Yeah. And do not get overly, you know, stalkery <laughs> and right. Kathy, so that was awesome thank you oh kathy's awesome she she got to uh, yeah i got to hear you speak too you're awesome that is so cool so so you know the um so not don't be a stalker mm -hmm. <laughs> like engage once authentically you, once you engage and you find out what Ken's talking about, and he right. happens to be talking on Facebook. If you make a post on LinkedIn 
based on what you just heard Ken talking about on his podcast and his show and his live stream and his posts, and you continue the conversation or you say that you were inspired by XYZ, that even on LinkedIn, it will be better targeted to attract more people like you. So maybe you like, say, for example, you're not active on LinkedIn. They're still learning how to attract and market and talk with you and be in your community because they want to have like-minded people like you. And I've had that. I mean, from a personal perspective, um, not a student or selling anything, I've had that where people you know, watched a show with Ken and Judy Fox and they go out and they put a post on LinkedIn going, wow, I learned so much right now. Hint, hint. (laughs) Come on, give them a smile. What's up? Come on. So, and then they put that out on LinkedIn and they tag me or they, you know, and, and they write a real authentic, almost positive review of the experience. And it's like, Oh my God, who is this person? I Instead of hitting me up with a, a, a message saying, hey, can you help me find investors? Can you help me do this? Can you invest? Can you da, 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 da. Can I pick your brain? Can I pick <laughs> your brain? That, yes. I have a link on my website. It costs $900 an hour to pick my brain. Go click on that and let's roll. So, you know, and, and again, but but on the flip side of that, I will give attention to somebody that wants to help me that wants to promote. Right. Like, yeah, well, I mean, Cardone did that for me. If there are people who come across in a very authentic uh, way and they show that they are literally going out of their way to support the crap out of you. Yep. You're probably, I, I end up saying like, is there something I, is there any questions I can answer for you? Like, cause right. you're asking, first of all, they're probably going to ask some really good questions. So yep. that serves you too. It serves them. It's like this yep. thing. And so the other day, um, one of the leaders of a community here in Richmond, RebelCon and Shannon Siriana reached out and she's been on my podcast. She's been incredibly supportive and she just sent me um, a potential client. And so I just, she asked me a question and I went all in on answering. I gave a five-step plan for literally customized for what I think she should do to build on LinkedIn for the community. Yeah. And she was like, Whoa, I was not expecting that like five-step plan. It was all laid out. It was very clear. Wow. And that's the thing. I, it's because I literally have spent the last year interacting with her. She's been so supportive. She's put me on stage. Like, you know what I mean? Like we've had this back and forth that just continues to grow. And so there's no, it's like, what did it hurt me to continue the relationship that we've already been building? Right. That's different than Judy. I need your entire program and everything that you coach and teach like for free. Right. It's right. There's a different <laughs> level of we've, you know, you know what I mean? Like I definitely do. And I think yeah. anybody with a brain that's watching understands, you know, I, I, she just came out of the blue and said, Judy, what, what do I do? I mean, literally I have probably expanded my business just being connected with her and she's, yeah. you know, the, the ability to expand the community that is forming in Richmond that I love. Yeah. I'm happy to do that. 
because right. it's a part of the world that I'm loving. So it's like win-win. <laughs> and and that's what people people really are missing that genuine genuineness being authentic and real and really genuinely trying to help other people because if yeah. again it goes back to I, I mean i'm i'm friends with zig ziglar's kids and julie ziglar's a client of mine and 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 you know his his whole his my favorite quote ever of all time is if you help enough other people get what they want out of life you will have everything you want in life mm -hmm. and and it's so true it's well, true. Goes, it's like the spiritual laws i think that's deepak chopra's that yep. are it give what you want to get back if Amen. that's the thing that you want back in your life if you need more love you may have to go out and give more love. If you need more business coming into your world, go out and refer a bunch of good people, good business. Like, yep. what does it hurt me to send, unless I have to know you and I have to know your work product and I do have to, I do have to be able to authentically inside of myself know that I'm probably referring a good person. Right. But once I have a network of, say, three to five people that I know confidently I'm happy to refer to. Right. There is no downside to referral. And I'm not necessarily thinking, oh, I need to get something back. I just keep doing it. And I notice that these people end up referring people back to me all of a sudden. Like, it's just this like, but you don't have, it's not everyone in the universe. It's like five to 10 people. And, you know, I, I don't know, um, we were out there in San Diego on the influencer panel thingy yeah. and, and your authority. right. <laughs> and, and I, right, right. And, and I look around that room and there's a lot of amazing people and there were a lot of amazing judges on the panel. And I can remember thinking, how did I get here? <laughs> Like, how did this happen? But what you just said, it made me think just now, like, that's how it happened. Mm -hmm. I genuinely vouched for you or you vouched for them. And yeah. And Tamara, you know, she's been a guest on the show and I love her to death. And, 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 and Danielle, I love her. I mean, you know, there's some amazing people, but it was like, you know, there's seven and a half billion people on this planet. How did you and I end up sitting in that room as judges? And, you know, you were a speaker, like, you know, like, how did that happen? And it's like, well, you know, when you stop caring as much about what's in it for you and you start helping other people, then life will just naturally expand. I think yeah. that's what yeah. you're saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Tamara is, I just got her Christmas card and she spent the time to pick out a couple pictures and have them printed that are of me and her or yeah. me and, and the, the group picture we took at the event. Yeah. And I was, I just sat there for a minute and it is, it's not something I just want to hang up and you see the front of the card. I have the card open on yeah. my counter and I'm like that cause it's pictures from the event. And I'm like, that's, yeah. so, that's so powerful. <laughs> it's so powerful. Like, Thank and you. It's, yeah. yeah. That's, and we're talking about it now because yeah, we are it's just a random card that I got. So yeah, yeah it was really nice. I love it. That's incredible. So, you know, let me ask you this and, and I cannot believe we're at 56 minutes already. That's I, know, I never want to end. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but one, I do ask everybody this question, you know, I, 
again, I believe people get stuck. They get stuck in the stories they're telling themselves about past events and blah, 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 all of the different things. But what do you think, in your opinion, is the number one thing that's holding people back from success and true happiness in life? Taking any kind of action, any type. I mean, any step in any direction, even if it's the wrong direction, it's going to teach you something. So I just feel like I, I went through a couple tough periods of time in my life and in my brain, which it's interesting how I came up with Fox Rocks. I didn't mean it to necessarily say Fox Rocks, but I actually had something that I called my next right rock. And it was not something I was creating for anybody else. It was my internal visualization that I started doing saying, what is the next right rock that I could literally step on because I'm super outdoorsy and I like, I like hiking. And I thought of myself as crossing a raging river of uncertainty because I was going through something that I literally could not predict where I was going to end up. I could have I felt like throughout life, I always knew and felt like I had a little more control. And I think the moment you realize that you kind of just don't have, some things are just out of your control. Accidents happen, health challenges happen, family things come up that are completely out of your control. And that's where I just realized, I was like, oh crap, I just have to step on the next right rock because I don't know what rock is after this one because this one will create the next one but it, yeah. if you don't even step on that next right rock you literally can't you're never going to cross this river you're just going to be where you were and you're going to be in the same place 10 years from now saying the same thing that you wish you could change your circumstances wow so that's it. And I, I remember getting a book called like when to leap because I was thinking oh I need to figure out when to when can I quit my job and when and this and that? And then finally, it's almost like I had to remind myself of my original like, oh, crap, it's just the next right rock theory. Okay, what is the next right rock to step on? Because I literally could not see how this would all turn out. And just the same way with not having like that steady paycheck. It's yeah. literally sitting down and getting honest with yourself and shutting out the noise and getting honest with what is the next right rock? Because if I waste some of my time and my energy and effort, I'm not going to fill my pipeline. And then that's not going to feed me and my family and I'm not going to have any money coming in. And then you're stressed out and then you think you have to go back and find a full-time job. And so what is the next right rock? That's awesome. Just take, take the step. Yeah. Take the step. <laughs> Sometimes it's not easy. It is so not easy, but not. it is literally just taking a step onto whatever that rock that is. And you, you kind of, I feel like we all know kind of what it is. Sometimes the next right rock can be literally just looking at your thing and saying, I need to right now only watch, listen to one podcast, yeah. put my phone down, make a list of what I learned and implement one of those things. One That's thing. It. One. Take action. Take the step. All somebody could do today if they wanted to get active on LinkedIn is go do one comment. Pick one person that me or you. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah. comments. laughs> 
Okay, you can pick two just for today. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Go yeah. out and do one comment because so many people are like, oh, I don't know where to start on LinkedIn, but I really think you should start with your comments. You'll know what people want you to say more of if you go out and comment. You are absolutely amazing. I I, I really mean that. Like, I, look, I'm I'm about people's energy. Mm -hmm. And, and when I saw <laughs> your, like, that picture, that picture, I'm like, come here, I got it. We got to get a selfie. <laughs> and you're like, and I'm like, and it just, just in that moment, right. Mm -hmm. the, the, your energy is incredible. And I really think that anybody that's listening to this, that watch this, if you're not following Judy Fox, you are missing out on life. Like yeah. your life just is going to suck if you're not following her. <laughs> So <laughs> like you have to, yeah. So, and, and what's the best place for everybody to friend request you follow you? What, where, what's Let's all go to LinkedIn and LinkedIn. it's J U D I F O X. And I always have the Fox emoji. I think of the only Judy J U D I that's the key. Judyfox.com is my website. I put your name back up on the screen. Okay. So yeah. Judy Fox. Or if you can't like, I'm like, sometimes people just remember hashtag Fox rocks. And if you make a post and you use hashtag Fox rocks, I check that hashtag on LinkedIn. Wow. What about Instagram? And same thing. I yeah. use J U D I F O X rocks. Judy Fox rocks. It's my handle. And You're I love awesome. Instagram. I am. I really, really enjoy Instagram meets LinkedIn. Cause I feel like Instagram stories can be repurposed really well for LinkedIn. Okay, real quick, and I wasn't gonna even bring this up. What about what about um, TikTok? I am on TikTok. Yay! I have a couple of videos. I've wanted half a million on there. I have. You do? Yes, yes. Oh my have... god! Okay, you have to follow me on TikTok. I'm, okay, I'm, let's. I'm gonna I follow am Judy, you. I'm Judy Fox Rocks on TikTok too. I will follow you. Literally, I'm opening up TikTok right I know. now. Sometimes I wish it didn't open up with a video because then it's all loud all of a sudden. I know, right? It's like, Stop, hey, no. Look at this. Mark Cuban popped up on my screen. Crazy. I'm 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 looking for you right now. Hang on. I and basically my my profile says you should do TikTok and LinkedIn. What? Yeah. And then it says DM me on Instagram basically about it. <laughs> Are because, you serious? Yeah, because they only send you here. Oh, wait, here they send you to YouTube or Instagram if they oh. could send you directly to LinkedIn, but I'm probably going to make more LinkedIn videos on here. Cause, um, I've been following a couple people and I've been really inspired by them. Madeline Mann is one of them. And I'm trying to think of a couple other people, but they're giving some really practical advice to the college age slash young professionals. And I'm like, that's really freaking smart. And uh, if I think about it 10 years from now, do wouldn't it be great if I marketed right now to 20 year olds and then they become 30 year olds and I'm now 10 years older myself yeah. and I have an audience full of 30 year olds, right? Like, does that Look, make sense to people? <laughs> Gary, Gary talks about it. I hear Grant Cardone talking about it. I hear all these, these. I'm talking about it. Too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, get on. You've got to be on TikTok. Like if you're not on TikTok, 
man, I think you're missing because that it's really appears to be going somewhere. Well, and not- I interact with TikTok on LinkedIn and I then told TikTok on LinkedIn on their company page that I was going to upload and show them the how you can repurpose a TikTok for LinkedIn. So that's my next frontier. You're like a genius. Forget about that. You have a master's degree. You have a PhD and, and, and this is crazy. Like I believe that if you're making content, it can, you can make it work anywhere else. You just think about there's certain things you just have to like translate and you can make it work. You just have to translate it a little. And I think, and and we need to probably go, but I think that one of, we don't have to, it's my show and it's the dang internet. So we could stay here all day if we wanted, but the, you know, the, the LinkedIn doesn't have to be boring, Mm -mm. right? It does not. That's why. So my podcast is still in the, I, my 2020, I want to be very consistent with my podcast. I feel like 2019 was the year of me testing just can I have a podcast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I want to honor all the guests because I've had so many and I need to just push out their episodes. But basically, it's level up your business with heart and humor. I feel like we don't think about how to have heart and humor in work and we can. Yes. And I think that's what makes business world livable. it does are pretty miserable and at one point i was very miserable in my job and if somebody brought any heart or humor into the workplace it's like moth to a light and that's why i feel like (laughs) i love the claude silver chief heart officer of vayner media and everything she's doing and i love and she's on one of my podcast episodes is she really yeah and so i feel like I had an opportunity to meet and go into VaynerMedia earlier in the year. And I do really believe like, and I see her implementing the heart into their business. And that is very powerful. That's incredibly powerful. Judy. We could go forever. Yeah, (laughs) I I love you. I think you're awesome. And everybody should follow Judy. And seriously, if, if not, and write a comment today. Comment. Right? Yes. And <laughs> say, I heard you on Ken Walls' show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we'll have to repurpose this and That's put it right. out on LinkedIn to show people how to repurpose a live. All this is going to be on because right now we're broadcasting to four Facebook pages and YouTube live right now. That's right. Awesome. And it's going to be on LinkedIn. If LinkedIn would approve me to be a live broadcaster. Um, I've applied twice. I don't think it's going to, um, you have very know. many videos out on LinkedIn. No, well, not, no, no, no. Mm, <laughs> so I've noticed there's kind of an, uh, so I have gotten live, but I've heard that uh, you're, you have LinkedIn live. Yes. Uh, so I've heard. And again, it's all sometimes speculative what you hear, yeah. but there's an element of them checking your video feed. And if you have wow. videos showing up on camera, talking with the camera, posting videos, yeah. they're more likely to give you live. All right. Well, it's time to turn it up. Turn up the, the video turn production. Yeah. One minute videos, 30 second videos, short, do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's from TikTok or Instagram stories. <laughs> <laughs> You, You're you amazing. Videos, you can see that they're from Instagram stories. They literally have like tags and they have things. So 
Thank you. Tell everybody real quick how, how about your course, your your thing. What's what what do you have? Do you have anything you can offer? Sell somebody something. <laughs> The next round of LinkedIn Business Accelerator is open for applications and I have been processing. I did three calls yesterday. I have three today. There's only 10 spots. So I literally- you don't take everybody. No, I don't. I do not take everybody. Oh, good. high five. <laughs> Jeez. So because I also need to know that you're ready to take action, that you can do the time and do the implementation and- I either take people on one-on-one -on -one or small teams. So like a team of two or a team of three. And then, yeah, basically I have an application process. It's not a hard application. I just want to know like, what are you up to? What are your questions? What do you want to do and your goals? Because if your goals are something that I don't think I can meet, I will tell you like that is... I, I don't do all the spammy DMs and I'm not going to tell you how to automate everything I have pieces we can automate, but to me, it's about creating that sustainable business with small super fans. Yeah. So, and then. Wow. Um, oh, so it's called LinkedIn Business Accelerator. Uh, this year, 50 people have gone through it and mm -hmm. that's very exciting. And I will open it up and it's currently open for applications and we're going to launch on January 20th. So you have to be butt in the seat, paid in well, whatever payment planner paid. Is that pay. where they find out more? Judy that Fox? is where, yes. It says pounce on a call. Or if you don't want to join this round, you can jump on the wait list. And there's just two spots for that. Judy Fox, everybody. Judy Fox is a rock star. She's, you're incredible. So thank you for the, I mean, we went over quite a bit. So thank you. I really appreciate it. I know you're very busy. You're amazing. Yeah, we got to check that. I don't have another call here going on. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so everybody, <laughs> you do? Yeah, for uh, for someone who wants to join the LinkedIn Business Accelerator. Like <laughs> right now, you have a call? At 1230. Oh, 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 I was like, oh, God, she's No, late. but I've got 10 minutes and then yeah. I've got that and I've got three booked today. Wow. So. That's awesome. Everybody yeah. go over to judyfox.com. Not an application. You can grab a spot on my calendar. I talk to every single person that wants to join. Wow. What's it cost to join? What's the investment? Ooh, am I, I don't normally give that live. Oh, well, then because, don't. Yes, because guess what? It could, um, what's the word? I, I will hold the price right now with what the current price is, but I may okay. increase it in the future. And so this could be right. Everything. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah. definitely evergreen. Okay. Yeah. So well, right now the price is still like what people paid for the last round. That's what you'll pay for this one. So everyone's yeah. kind of the same price, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm hitting like 60 people now going to go through this. And at Jeez. one point I'm probably going to turn this into evergreen course you could take. And then working with me will cost a different amount. And tell, tell them, tell them about the guy that's outdoing you that took your course. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love Chris Lonas. He hit a million views in 90 days. And that's crazy. He, he grew his personal hashtag with all of, he followed all my yeah. tips, all my advice. He just literally just did every single thing I said. Like one I was, million views yeah. in 90 days. Yeah. He that's literally just crazy. literally just did it. Like wow. took action, did it, took action, did it. Like 
I would say, do this, he would do it. Like it was just powerful. And then I'm watching him and I'm like, oh, wow, I need to take my own advice. Like, <laughs> I know it's crazy. It's crazy. It's all about the implementation. If you implement what I say to do, yeah. it gets, it can be up to and beyond a million views. That's insane. In 90 so you're like, you're <laughs> producing, you're producing ninjas. Yes. And it's, awesome. um, what is it? It's, uh, I think he's at 30 something thousand followers now and he grew his personal hashtag. So wow. personal hashtag, if you grow that, you literally, he has about 3000 people literally waiting for him to post and they will see his post. That's 3000 potential likes and comments for his audience. That's, that's insane. Because mm -hmm. not everybody's going to see your post just by yeah. following you. No. But your personal hashtag, they will. People don't get it. I love it. You're awesome. <laughs> follow Judy. Make sure you follow her. Go apply to be a part of the LinkedIn <laughs> Business Accelerator. Yes. Love it. You You're it. awesome. Thank you. Don't hang up on me. You guys have an awesome day. Thank you so much. And we will see you later. Thank you, Judy. Thank you. Let me end this.